What's This Pop-Up Podcast from The Devil in the Detail. I'm Rob Haxon, and I'm here talking all things Sulphur Red Devils. The season is not far away, only weeks ago, and we've got two big interviews for you to enjoy on this podcast. First, Paul Whiteside talks to Chris Atkin ahead of the 2023 season, and I speak to Dion Cross at the media day. So here's Paul, talk to Chris Atkin about the big season to come. Right, I'm delighted to say Chris Atkin has kindly took time out to join us after his busy schedule pre-season. Chris, how are you getting on? How, how's things going? Yeah, it's been really good. Obviously, we had that sort of seven, eight-week period just before Christmas, which there was a small group of us, to say the least. And Pink Rose and Hag and obviously Anu come back and you know really enjoyed spending that time getting into the lads and, and working on you know specific things and. And uh, it was a tough period, and then obviously we welcomed the majority of the squad back uh, in January, and we had a, a good, decent numbers on the training field, and we, was, you know, we started to put those combinations together, which worked so well the whole last season. What's well, pre-season like? I know you, you're on the training field going through things and that, but is there a lot focused on like fitness? Work? Is it as tough as they make out? Because sometimes you you think of pre-season, you're running up hills, you're doing loads of like horrible stuff that you don't really want to do. Is it like that at Salford or, or is it more sort of fitness-based and, and getting out there and learning things on the training pitch? Yeah, we spend a lot of time on the training field. I think you know that time is where you can really simplify things, simplify drills and spend a lot of time on on areas week to week and, and really, you know, trying to nail them and get them nailed down before you move on to something else. But I think the that period is about, you know, the S and C guys and the physios getting involved, getting stuck in and getting getting the lads fit and ready for what is, you know, a tough, long season. I think when you speak to, to most people the the shock about how long a rugby pre season is, but I think it's required for injury prevention and also preparation for that season. So, yeah, they play a big part in that period, the S&C guys getting you in the gym, doing your fitness stuff. But at Salford, we try to spend as much time as we can, you know, on the rugby field because at the end of the day, that's what we're there to do. We're not there to be, you know, the fittest runners who can run a, a distance in a certain time or whatever it is. It's about how you can apply your skill whilst under fatigue just going back to you talking about the gym there and, and, and things like that I spoke to a few supporters on the quiet in the crowd the last couple of weeks at the matches and they've all made the same comment about you saying you put a bit of size on I'm not saying like you're massive but have you focused on building up a bit more muscle just being a bit bigger because last season for me anyway personally speaking I thought you got targeted a lot in matches and took a lot of ammo particularly against St. Helens in that semi-final I mean you shook it off because you're a tough bloke but have you focused on that making yourself a bit bigger I think I try to every pre-season I think sometimes in games in the position I played in last season in that sort of loose forward role you know teams are going to identify me as maybe as a smaller bloke but like you say I, I, I try to defend tough and and don't let the size sort of affect me. But yeah, you know that's sort of an aim every preseason to put that little bit more size on, get that little bit stronger. I think for every player, that's that's that good period of like what we said, you know, ten to twelve weeks of, of training hard and, and trying to get the rewards for that. But yeah, putting putting that little bit of size on would would definitely help myself if I was to you know participate in that. 13 goal again in the forwards or anywhere yeah I mean just going back to last season I mean what was it like when you come off you know, sort of that Saturday night after that semi-final at Saints you've given absolutely everything you, you know you and the players couldn't give any more in that well, how did you feel you must have been disappointed but in, in the same way you must have been really proud of the efforts because you got so close to another grand final yeah it was you know, really hard to take and I think for the, the lads we just 
we couldn't get over that that was the end of the season. It just didn't feel like the season was ready to end for us. And yeah. you know, there's if buts and maybes along the way. We've oh, we could have done this or we could have done that. And, and you look back at the game and you just you know you wonder did certain decisions go against us in the game during the game after before. Um, you know, it's an accumulation of things. And just on that day, you know, I suppose it wasn't meant to be. And Saints, rightfully so, went on. It hurts me to say, you know, went on to to then lift the trophy again for I think the, the, the fifth time. Yeah, and it, it did take a long time to to really get over that. I think for the majority of the lads that are still here this season, that gives us that extra bit of fuel to the fire to to you know to try and go one better this season and and how we can actually improve to make that step forward and get to the grand final. I mean, the club seems to be changing all the time. I mean, I know in my sort of time of watching Solver, we used to sort of, you know, be the, the start of the season, it was always a, like our ambition to stay up and avoid relegation. But, you know, looking now, the, the news this week, Brodie Croft signed a, a huge contract. And, you know, to keep a player of that calibre, I've, I've players like yourself in the team as well, Mark Sneed, Andy Eckers, Callum Watkins, there's, there's some cracking players at the club now. And I mean, is it changing around? What are the hopes for 2023? Surely now you, you must be excited. You're going to be targeting silverware, aren't you, surely? Yeah, I think every every club will, will sort of try and sit down in, in pre-season and, and set those goals that no one kind of sits down and goes, yeah, we're just here to avoid relegation within in the team. Everyone's looking how they can make the playoffs, win the Challenge Cup or, like you say, get to the grand final. And that's no different for us. We... You know, we have them same conversations, but I think off last year we do have that burning desire to put those little things wrong from last season. And like as you've mentioned, we've got a, a quality side that you know across the board would I think get into most you know Super League seventeen week in week out, which is a testament to the work that Paul, the other coaches, and obviously the recruitment side of things that they've done, and the club are trying to just only change the performances on the field but the perception from outside you know looking in What was Paul really like to play under I mean I know when Ian Watson was there people used to say you know what are we waiting to really find detail I suppose he's a totally different coach to Paul but what's Paul like Is it, does he study the videos is he sort of a perfectionist because I know he works really closely with Kurt Agatey and the, the, you know the two of them seem to work really well together as a, as a team don't they but what's, what's he like Paul on, on, you know on a one to one basis for you when he takes you aside and has a word for you Yeah really good like you said I was fortunate enough to work with Paul under Watto my first season so when I arrived at the club and um, I built a relationship with Paul then and, and when he took over we had a you know a good chat during that off season about where he saw my role and, and everything like that moving forward and yeah I really really get on with Paul he's you know he's a really good bloke away from rugby and you know, you can really sit down and have a good chat with him, which is also good. But then he, he is able to to draw that line and put a real focus on what he wants from you on the field. Does his homework, studies both sides of the game, attack and defence. Works really closely with with Kurt, as you've mentioned, and you know he has a real desire to be successful as well, which I think is passed through through and down the club. That that's where the direction he wants to take the club in, and not just. The first team, he has a real interest in the club being successful. Yeah, it's exciting times. I mean, you've played your two pre-season games now. You've got a week off 
like sort of weekend off this week. Then it's into the Lions' den. They're now excited are you, for the the league game. I mean, Lee Lee Leppers, they've rebranded branded the team. They've come up to Super League. They've got all sorts of music and entertainment on before the game. In my opinion, trying to really sort of get the buzz in the town of Lee, which good luck to them, I'd say. But how do you feel about going there on that first night? It's going to be a cracking atmosphere, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be you know a really exciting event for everyone involved in rugby league. I think. You know, Lee are coming up and doing a lot of things really well off the field with, like you mentioned, the rebranding and good luck to them with that. It's it's only something that hopefully will benefit rugby league, and it, maybe we do need more of of that across the sport to to get people outside of the sport coming in, interested, getting involved, and actually going, oh, that looks interesting. Oh, you know, I might get to a game or you know, watching it on Sky Sports, whatever the the outcome is. It seems to be a really positive thing for the sport but yeah that that first game is going to be really tasty really interesting with with the matchup I think Super League have looked at it and thought you know we we can get you know Salford the team from last season the the inform the, the ones that throw it about or the, the different taglines that they went with against you know the new up and coming Lee Leopard so it's it's set for a really interesting start to the season with both teams probably desperate to, to start on good terms do you reckon that's out the way Salford are going to play I mean don't give anything away because there might be some Lee supporters listening or Lee coaches <laughs> listening but is that how Salford will play again this season I mean last season if you look back to the I think there was the Huddersfield game at home the Saints game at Salford the Catalans game home and away you're absolutely unplay- and Castleford away as well absolutely unplayable at times some of the rugby league and some of the tries I mean I've never seen anything like that before it was absolutely outstanding so is that is that the way you're going to continue surely you're going to continue playing like that this season I think a lot of that you know looking outside in is oh they throw the ball around and things like that but obviously as, you, as you're aware there's you know Super League sides are, are in more depth they do the homework on the video and it's not all just off the cuff so we'll keep planning and prepping for teams and, and when those opportunities present itself we'll We'll have trained and practiced for those, but it is two sides in the game. There's defence and attack, and I suppose one thing that went unnoticed at times was our defence, and we weren't able to to do what we did with the ball if we didn't do the work in defence. And again, we've worked on both sides of the game in pre-season, so there'll be opportunities to throw the ball around. There'll be other times where you know you might have to stick it up your, your jumper, but we've done our practice in pre-season again, and we'll, we'll continue to do so in season and take those opportunities when presented to them yeah, I reckon there'll be times in that league game where they'll be bats against the wall and be throwing the kitchen sink at us, won't they? But it's all part and parcel of it. Listen, Chris, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, mate. I just want to wish you and the lads all the best for the season. I hope it goes really well and let's hope we can uh, we can get some silverware. But best wishes, Chris, and thanks very much for, uh, for speaking to us. No, thanks for having me, Paul. Cheers. So we're joined by Dion Cross. Looking forward to 2023 after last season's uh, successes. Yeah, itching to get going now. You know, we've had a good probably 10 to 12 weeks now of pre-season and coming to the back end of it now. So the trial games are coming up next week. So yeah, we, we are we're keen to get going. Obviously had a great season last season. Uh, finished with uh, playing for England Knights in, in France. Uh, obviously moving into this season. Is that extra pressure that you've got to sort of live up to that or do you feed on that no it's, there's no extra pressure I think anything what I take from that is just probably the confidence to show you know like that I do belong at this like you know at this level and I am capable of playing at this level so I'm just going to take out with confidence and um, obviously I've got some goals personal goals myself to hopefully you know get back in that squad and hopefully try and get uh, even better and try and get the first team if possible obviously, you played very well obviously last season but there's, there's competition in that squad so it will be a test to see if you obviously continue in that uh, starting centre berth 
Yeah, definitely. There's competition across the board. You know, there's me, Tim, but Sarge can cover there as well as fullback, and you know, you've got Matty Costello as well. So everyone's been training really well. So it's only healthy competition for the players as well. So it's going to bring the best out in me if there's obviously people fighting for that shirt. Yeah, obviously Paul Rowley plays an expansive sort of organised game, what we'll call it. But that kind of suits your style, doesn't it? Because you obviously love love the ball quick and love the ball, love the ball wide. Yeah, yeah, it definitely suits us. You know what uh, what roles you know Kurt Haggerty's bringing to the bringing to the club's brilliant. Uh, you know the way we play and obviously it shows you know you got Ken Seals second top try scorer last season you know I managed to get over for a few Joe Burgess Tim Lafay so you know it just shows that you know with uh, that expansive type of rugby you know it's exciting as well especially for the fans and you know we're getting talked about a lot now getting a lot of attention at the back end of the year just with the way we play so. any particular games that you're looking forward to, to playing looking forward to I think just round one I think just get going especially you know hopefully we can get a big fan base over uh, like we did against Intellings in the semi-final that was brilliant so if the fans can you know get on board for round one that's just going to be massive that. that's going to be like our 18th man yeah obviously you know success last season it's all about reaching the targets again and, and that's what this club is it needs to be sort of where it was last season in the, in the playoffs and competing yeah definitely and I think you know proof from last season is you know we've, we should have that confidence of saying well we've got to the semi-final let, let's go one step further this year so you know we're going to have the confidence behind us but you know we're going to go about our business quietly and respectful and you know we'll just go keep going under the radar and you know just overachieving yeah Paul Rowley talks about going under the radar a lot is that something that's sort of discussed within the squad sort of just sort of let's play let's just keep ourselves going and then when when the opportunity strikes let's let's it. Yeah, I think it's just you know uh, keeping that circle tight, and I think that's why you know you look at the, we only got a small squad, but I think everyone because we're so tight knit as a group, uh, you know we all turn up and we all want to play for each other. But yeah, it's sort of just keep going under the radar because then if you keep putting too much pressure on yourself, that's when you you know you don't perform as well. So you know we're pretty chilled. It's only so far under the radar I can go keep reaching uh, Super League semi-finals. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's maybe maybe, but you know we'll just keep doing what works for us, and you know we'll be hopefully another successful season what are your particular personal targets have you sort of mapped them out yet probably you know to hopefully one will be to definitely try and get the starting shirt again in the centres and then hopefully to you know try and get in that England night squad and, or maybe even the England first team just fight for that position but yeah they'll all come if I'm playing well and you know enjoying my rugby which I am brilliant cheers for joining us Dion big thanks to this week's pop-up podcast from the devil in the detail Abra Paxson you can find us on Facebook devil in the detail SRD you can find us on Twitter at the ITD SRD you can find us on SoundCloud iTunes radio contact Spotify and YouTube see you soon